Welcome to the 2019 February OSSB Podcast. Thank you, Panther Nation, for taking an hour out of your month and joining us. We have a lot of exciting things to cover this month. All right. You're going to hear from Mr. Northrup. You're going to hear stories and memories shared by him. We've also had a few staff and students to chime in as well as we celebrate Mr. Northrup retiring at the end of the month. We're going to wish him the best of luck. And as a send-off present from the podcast team, we're going to dedicate the February 2019 to you, Mr. Northrup. You're a legend in your own time. Mr. Lee will be talking to us about the little NCs and how they're preparing to complete. All right. We'll catch up with the OSSB Student Council as uh, we uh, join them at the Valentine's Day dance this year, Andre. Project Steps' very own Miss King and Alex will be talking to us about how they're preparing for the dance of life. It's a very exciting transition program for secondary students. Um, what do we do on a snow day? Well, stick around and find out what happens at OSSB when we have a snow day here. We speak to Sam CB, a famous blind YouTuber. Yep, you may want to check out his channel. There's a little bit of everything for everybody on there. It's called The Blind Life. Julia will bring us the activities calendar for March. And we conclude this month's podcast with sound bites from Mr. Northup's retirement celebration. Please stay tuned because it is a joy, joyous ride. Go Panthers! All right, Mr. Lee, how is Little NC's going? It's going pretty well so far. We've been practicing for about two weeks, and I think we are going to be competitive in all areas, especially swimming, of course, yep, yep. as usual. But I think we're going to have a strong wrestling crew this year. How many kids you got wrestling? We have eight wrestlers come out. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. We've had a little injuries here and there, but they are really learning a lot. Yeah. This is your, like, full-time, you know, full coach's debut, right? <laughs> it is. All right. I am doing both goalball and wrestling. Oh, look out. Look uh, yeah, out. you better be careful. So, <laughs> we have a lot of goalballers as well. Yeah. And some good experience coming back. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really competitive year. All right. Well, we, may, we wish you and the kids the best of luck. I appreciate it, Mr. Kelly. And go Panthers. Go Panthers. I would say the story was any time in elementary from, I'd say, fourth grade through third or fourth grade through sixth grade. Anytime my glasses would break or the lens would pop out or the earpiece would come off, Mr. Northam would always fix them. He'd take them to Harris. Even in seventh and eighth grade when my earpieces kept falling off, he'd always take them to Harris either that day or the next day and they'd be fixed. Northrop always yells, used to yell at me every time I do something wrong, or even before I do something wrong, he'd still yell at me. We are sitting here with a legend in his own time, <laughs> Mr. Northrop. Man, glad you could join us today. Can you believe the day has almost come when, when you are uh, ready to move on from OSSB and, and do something else? Uh, it's a, been a, a little bit of an experience over the past several months because I knew the days kind of getting closer and you know, every morning I wake up and I kind of realize I'm not going to have to get up so early every morning and um, and then did you say oh darn yeah and oh, then oh, kind of man. walking uh, <laughs> walking around in the school building I, I kind of think about um, you know I'm going to miss doing this or I won't see these kids doing this mm-hmm. so been a lot of memories over the years yeah you started uh 86, right? Yeah, 1986. 86 to 2019. I mean, 33 years of of hard work and dedication. Is overall, is it is it been fun? Yeah, um, Dan, I can honestly say every day that uh, you know I've I've come into work, I've always looked forward to coming in and working with the kids here, and that's uh, certainly uh, something a lot of people can't say. You know that they they always like coming into work. Yeah. Love, and, uh, love my job. Yeah, it's yeah. been. It's been. I don't like the paperwork part of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's been yeah. great. Like, if if that's what I was doing, just 
working with the kids, if my knees felt better, I'd probably be able to work another four or five years. Yeah, yeah. So anything stand out? I mean, are there trips you've been on, or do you have any stories you want to share with us? Uh, you know, yeah, there are, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Shaw and I uh, were, were on a track trip uh, years ago, and some of the students might remember this. We uh, had a track meet in Missouri, and we left school on the OSSB bus, and we broke down somewhere around, uh, might have been Dayton maybe, and so we had to have uh, a bus from the deaf school came out, and uh, we had to unload all our gear from the OSSB bus, yeah. put it on the OSD bus, and then we uh, traveled in that bus until around 10 o'clock at night, and then we started having mechanical problems with that bus. Oh, man. So we uh, couldn't get it fixed. Uh, actually, Jeff uh, was driving the bus. We were, we were on the highway with no headlights. and uh, Driving blind. Yes, we were. And it was uh, middle of the night. It was probably midnight. And we pulled off into a, uh, you know, a hotel you know, area they didn't have any rooms for us, and we were still a ways from St. Louis, so uh, we had to call a charter bus company, and uh, they sent a bus out. And probably around 2 a.m., we were unloaded all of our gear from the deaf school bus and put it on the charter school bus, and then uh, we actually rolled into St. Louis as the sun was rising. Oh wow! You know, it, it might have been uh, around. F- six o'clock in the morning or something but um the kids had track meet at eight so we were able to to uh find some mattresses and uh you know get a little rest for an hour or so but then it was you had to get everybody up and out the door uh ready for the track meet so that was a long trip and we flew back so that was kind (laughs) of nice (laughs) we'd had enough with buses breaking down yeah yeah two times in one trip that's yeah three three different buses over the years, you know, I went on a lot of uh, trips with, uh, you know, the track and wrestling teams. And then uh, uh, Sharon Shaw and I uh, coached the swim team together. I did that for about four years as, as her assistant coach. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, loved watching the kids compete. And, uh, you know, those are have real fond memories of, of all the meets. And, and certainly right around here in Columbus, you know, working with the kids, uh, riding buses, and we're, we've really been doing more bus riding um, over the past few years. Yeah. Uh, working with the uh, CODA, you know, they've been kind enough to provide us with uh, some bus passes to uh, supplement the passes that we purchase here at school. But Wow, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, so CODA's been real helpful, and, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of kids on buses and doing lots of bus trips and... Uh, you know that's a big benefit for the kids. So. Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, being able to get out and around. So craziest mobility story. You got any of those? Uh, yeah, there've been a <laughs> there've been a few where the uh, students, you know, we'd we'd get them on a bus in downtown Columbus, yeah. and we'd wait for them. Uh, we'd be up here at the OSSB waiting for them to get off the bus, and when the bus came up here, the kids weren't on the bus, <laughs> and so it's oh, what happened to the kids? And, uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, nowadays it's gotten easier because most of the kids have cell phones and, and we'll, we'll get the phone number for the student. So yeah, if right. that happens, we can call them up and find out where they're at. But, right. yeah, we've had a few of those, and those are always there's a moment of, oh, my gosh, how come, how come the student's not on the bus? <laughs> so kind of funny. Yeah, has that happened to you, Joya, yet? And you're out no. Of the okay. Haven't, haven't lost you yet. No. <laughs> and you've been involved with some some projects here man you really helped make some innovations happen as far as mobility goes uh, i know that you're involved in smart paint uh, yeah that's there. kind of a recent thing and we're not quite sure where that's gonna where that's gonna go right now but uh you know maybe it has some potential but yeah over the years um you know back in the starting in the late 1990s and the early 2000s um you know we kind of had a program here with uh, 
the Pennsylvania College of, of Optometry okay. and uh, helped train some uh, mobility instructors here. And, and we've had many interns here uh, from Ohio State and Western Michigan. Right. So uh, our department's been pretty active in, in helping with that. So, how has how has mobility changed over the years? Well, a lot of the basic stuff, Dan, is uh, we still need to work on, you know, like the orientation skills, yeah. you know, and uh, soliciting assistance, you know, planning trips, um, you know, and how to navigate. You know, the things haven't changed, you know, that dramatically. Although I, I would say one of the biggest things that's changed is uh smartphones and uh using devices like that uh kids can look up uh you know where they're at and they can use their phone to figure out how to get from where they are to where they want to go right and uh that and uh, probably the options that that people had um you know for many years was uh you know either riding the the bus or taking a taxi and now we have other options available with yeah, that's uh, great stuff. Yeah, the Lyft and Uber. Right. Uh, so we do some instruction in those areas. Yeah. So kind of neat to do that. Yeah. And now you know we've talked about working with kids and mobility and trips and stuff. How about the, how about the great staff? Uh, yeah, I can't say enough. Hey, one, yeah. one of the things that, that sticks out in my mind is we used to have the student staff track meet. Remember that? Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And, and Corey Grand staff just killed us on the stand high jump <laughs> we're sitting over there trying to jump three feet and he's almost up to five feet <laughs> yeah well there are always some kids that uh are real competitive and it's always been fun to participate in those kinds of things but uh yeah sad to say my knees won't tolerate that kind of stuff anymore i'd be more of a bystander yeah. or a, i could time maybe but yeah. and you um, uh, definitely definitely keep busy with the cooking yeah right? oh yeah we've oh, done uh some of the, uh, you know, I know where the staff has been uh, involved in cookout kind of stuff, and you and I have done some yeah, doing uh, together. picnics together. Yeah, that's yeah. real memorable. But, yeah, the staff here has been uh, great. I mean, every every year, you know, we have every now and then, you know, you have some changes along the way where somebody might retire and somebody gets hired in. But we've always had such a, a good group of people that are really um, – you know, dedicated to working with the kids here, and um, and they and they come together for each other. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's been a great bunch of people to work with. Yeah. And uh, we used to you have the guys cook breakfast <laughs> for, for the women. Yeah, we so did that a few years. To, we <laughs> did that a few times. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, pancakes, bacon, and eggs. Right. Toast. Right. <laughs> well, we have, we have a new student over here to my left. Uh, Julie, what what you, you've been here? How long now? Just a couple months. I started this year. Yeah, and kind of, what are your thoughts on OSSB? I love it. <laughs> I love it here. Yeah, so I feel like there's a real sense of like family and community, and just like you know, even if we don't always agree on things, we're still there for each other, and I really like that yeah. about this school. Well, Dan, I've I've had more than a handful of students over the years tell me this was the first place that uh, you know they that other students understood what it was like to be visually impaired. That as well. <laughs> I yeah, really and love that. Unlike public school or in that environment that they're in before they come here, and and I think that's uh, kind of huge for a lot of kids. They feel yeah. comfortable. Right. Yeah. And then out of that comes confidence. Exactly. Right? And, uh, and, and motivation. Mm-hmm. Because you're seeing other people doing things that you maybe didn't do before. Yes. And you're like, oh, they're, can, they're doing that. And, you know, they, got the, they have the same vision problem that I do. And, right, you know, right. Maybe I can do that. And yeah. It's been great working with you. And, uh, you know, I'm sure. What, what's your plans? What are you going to? How are you going to keep yourself busy after you get up at 10 or 11? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought my first day off uh, in retirement, I, my wife has to go off to work, and I might sleep in until 7 o'clock, and uh, I might get up and go see a matinee movie. <laughs> there you go. Because I, I can go see what movie I want, and I don't have to worry about what movie my wife wants to see. 
So uh, yeah, no compromise, right? You right. Just, yeah. I can do kind of go see what a move the movie I want to go see, and uh, that's kind of a nice thought. But yeah. I've got to work on uh, you know getting a little more active, and I've uh, over the years added a, a couple of pounds along the way. As we get older, we still need to stay active, and having that daily activity is what helps keep things uh, yeah. going there. So hope to do more of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. hiking, biking. Great, great. Yeah. So you got a bike? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like biking, and uh, you know, I'll probably try and get out and you know every day and get out and do some walking around the neighborhood, or you know, take some good long walks, go to high banks and some of the city parks and yeah. hike around. And yeah. um, let me get you a dog. Yeah. Well, maybe get my wife wants a dog, so maybe we'll get a dog. Get yeah, that, and uh, I like golfing. And Ron Heath and uh, Jim Peterfish and I. Uh, we get out and golf, uh, you know, during the summer months, and so maybe uh, plan on doing a little more golfing. Yeah. So who 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 usually wins those? Yeah, well, you know, it's <laughs> Jim Peterfish is a pretty sharp golfer, yeah. and he, uh, he's up there. He's right on a golf course. And oh yeah, he can go out there and practice. I think that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an edge on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Jeff Shaw has been out with us a few times, and Jeff's. You know, Jeff's a pretty competitive uh, athlete. He loves uh, getting out there and doing well. And uh, so we'll get out with uh, Jim and Jeff. And Ron's having uh, knee surgery, right. I think, uh, in another March. few weeks yeah, yeah, coming up. But So he hopes to get his knee repaired so he can get out there and hit the ball around. And uh, so, yeah, a little more of that. Uh, hopefully that's in the future. All right. You're going to come back like a lot of guys will come back and help out with the swim meets and yeah, well, I, yeah, I plan on yeah, I plan on coming back, and I've always enjoyed watching, uh, you know, the kids uh, doing sports. And uh, I was a phys ed major in college, and I've, I've always liked sports. And so uh, watching the kids compete, you know, that's kind of got a special place in my heart. So yeah, great, fun to see kids out there having fun. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah man, that's um, I'm glad you came by and talked to us a little bit. And well, yeah, it's, it's great. Who knows? I mean, we'll talk to you again in five years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully I'll still be, be oh, yeah. up and moving around. So that sounds oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan, Dan. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. You bet. Thanks, Dan. Making her first debut is Miss Chelsea Guerin. She is subbed here and left here and back here and glad to have her here. And she's going to talk about the decorations at the Valentine's Day dance. So we have some uh, beautiful heart garland that's lining the side of the doors uh, on the left and the right side of the gym entrance. And at the top we have a beautiful uh, sign that is in red letters OSSB Valentine's Dance. And on either side of the words, we have two large red glittery hearts with a black arrow going through, going through them. And then on the on the inside of the gym, we have some red crepe paper that is draped along the top, kind of giving us a, a nice little entranceway into the gym. Sweet, that sounds very nice. And the student council put this together, so hats off to the student council, and thank you for providing that audio description. So, Brianna, you're on the student council. You guys put this dance together. Yes, we did. What was involved with this dance together? Um, a lot of debating. Like, there was a solid half hour where we were discussing whether we wanted day students or not. And I finally convinced the student council to allow day students and do it during the day. Okay. That's um, great. That's great. That way, uh, you know, everybody who's friends and... Valentine's, whatever, and hang out together during the day at the dance. Yeah, and I mean, it's Friday, and Valentine's Day, why not hang out? Now, I noticed there was an admissions charge, and what was it, a couple bucks to get in? It is. It was um, $3 for one ticket and $5 for two. Okay, and what are you guys going to use that money for? Um, we're going to use the money so we can do more things like this, so we can encourage students to have a normal high school experience. Oh, right. Yeah, gotcha. All right. And what's some other things you're doing to raise money? I think we saw Ian go by a minute ago. He 
Yeah, we're thinking about it. Um, it might happen later tonight, um, or I guess later today, but yeah. And then we're thinking about just a little inside clip. We might be doing some fundraisers and stuff in the future. All right, it's great to see student council being so active here at OSSB. Thank you. And that's Brianna. And now we're with the president of, uh, of the student council. Hello. Andre. And, uh, Hope my voice sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Andre. Yes, sir. We just talked, I just talked to Brianna a little bit. Okay. About the, uh, about, about the, the dance here. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing different this year is charging admission ah. for everybody to come in. Mm -hmm. Was it uh, $3 for one, two for five? That is correct. And what are we using that money for? See, student council so this school in. year, 2018, 2019 school year, we want to do a lot of big things. We want to do different dances, different field trips. And so we're trying to collect money to do those things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was thinking about a St. Patrick's Day dance, maybe, okay. or something like that. All right. So, yeah, that's what that money is going for. Right. So once you plan to have this dance, the Valentine's Day dance, mm -hmm. what was involved in it? Like, nice decorations. Definitely nice decorations. We got a whole room with cookies and snacks. We got tables with all types of decorations on them. In the gym, you got the music. I know you hear that. Of course. So, and we just the student council. We split them up, and everybody had a certain job they had to do. We had decoration committee. We had snacks committee. You know, we had it all. Great. All right, that's great. What else do you want to talk about the student council? While I got you here on the mic. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to my student council for working so hard. You know. All right. We sure appreciate what you guys are doing and, and being so active at OSSB. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I, I interviewed here. And then um, after the interview, Mr. Lee took me for a, took me for a tour around the building because I, I don't I don't know if they really planned on hiring me right away, but they they just wanted me to see the building since I was here. So he took me down, and I was going down the connector hallway. And this is this is in June, so you guys were done for the school year. Yeah. So there's really not that many people around, but Mr. Northrop was coming down the, the hallway, <laughs> coming down the connector. So Mr. Lee said, um, he goes, oh, this is Mr. Northrop, and he we talked and. And within a couple minutes, I just felt like I knew him. Like, he talked about how long he'd been teaching here, and he, he said Northrop. There's a company called Northrop Grumman. Grumman? Northrop Grumman. Yeah, and they, they make um, airplanes and missiles and stuff for them. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, oh. And he, I I'd said I was in the military before, and he said, oh, well, you've probably heard of them. And I said, yeah, I have. And so he said, but he goes, we're not, I'm not related to them. That's a lot of money that I don't have access to. <laughs> so, and then he talked about golfing. He talked about deferred comp, that you got to put your money in that deferred comp. And then no deferred and, comp. And we talked for a little bit more, and then he talked about deferred comp a little bit more. And then, no more. But I felt like I knew him right away. And I just, after that day, I just, you know, he was like one of the first people that, you know, I really met. And just kind of makes you feel welcome. Um, one thing I can remember that Mr. Norta always told me is how he always went across uh, seas and did some crazy stuff over the weekend or how he would uh, go to the um, the Atlantic Ocean and ride a train <laughs> over to Nigeria. What? Okay. All right. I think he was pulling your leg a little bit. <laughs> I, I agree was, with that. He was good at doing that, wasn't he? All yes, right. he was. All right. <laughs> one time I was off campus with Miss Swordout. Um, and he took Emma, and we ended up both at Starbucks in Kroger, and he was showing me all the um, dollar coins he has and how, like, special they are. The ones he got overseas are worth and everything. My favorite memory of Mr. Northrop was when he asked Chris and I what the weather would be in Arizona, and he looked it up and he said, the weather in Arizona is 190 degrees. It was funny. <laughs> so let's talk about Project STEP. Joining us is Alex. Okay, so the secondary transition employment program at the Ohio State School for the Blind is a year-long program where you work in the community at various job sites such as Magic Mountain and Kosai on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday is community 
and classroom in the community we work on bus travel and go on various job sites and go tour various job sites such as a call center and we also took a tour of pirate dogs in the classroom we work on ohio means jobs which is a computer software program that allows us to look at possible jobs that are available in the community for us upon the completion of the program well that sounds very cool so it sounds to me like you're encompassing a lot of these life skills that you're going to need to get ready for either college or work the focus on getting a lot of work experience in there yes that is correct (laughs) also joining us is the director of the program mrs king good morning good morning mr kelly my name is kate king Um, i'm a teacher for the visually impaired and an orientation and mobility specialist here at ossb Um, Our STEP program is in its sixth year. It's gone through some transitions um, throughout the years, but one thing that remains um, consistent is the fact that the students get job training skills in the community. We've partnered with business enterprises. We've had students out of Starbucks um, and another vendor downtown. Um, We've always had COSI as one of our main partners, where our students intern in anything from guest services to um, animal care, dealing with snakes, crocodiles, cockroaches. Rat basketball. Cold-blooded. Rat basketball. (laughs) Which is always Um, fun. (laughs) Janitorial, which we no longer do. And so we have internships there. And then we also are really lucky to have Magic Mountain, um, which is close by in the Polaris area. And students intern as associates there doing a variety of things, but primarily customer service um, and stocking. Um, And so what we know, and the reason why we have this program, is that our population of students typically need um, a different type of instruction and perhaps even more instruction. Um, And so these young people that we have every year are really dedicated to wanting to be successful post-high school because they have met their academic credits and they have chosen to stay an extra year, um, which personally for me I think is a really big deal. I don't know that I would have done that in high school. These students have gotten their diplomas, they've graduated. They have not received their diploma. They have deferred their diploma. Once a student actually has that diploma in their hand, they cannot participate. Okay. Well, we did get to see it. You did get to see it. You just can't (laughs) touch it. (laughs) It's sort of an extended school year. Exactly. And so what we're really lucky to have is that we get to work on the functional skills, the expanded core curriculum that we know is vital to the success of all students, like like you had said. We do cooking. Yeah, whether it be college or a work priority post-graduation. We work on cooking. We what do else, Alex? O&M travel for the buses. Mm-hmm. We work on mainstream buses, which is the door-to-door services. Yeah, fixed route versus mainstream, doing um, a travel analysis to see yeah. what's best for you. So you're able to individualize this really well. Absolutely. We're right. very fortunate um, that our administration supports us and our families support us. There's um, only three of us this year, which is kind of nice. <laughs> which really allows us to individualize. Yeah, we like at least a one to two ratio um, because it's myself and our um, job coach, Miss Jackson. Mm-hmm. So if you have students at multiple job sites, obviously you can't have an excessive number yeah. of students because then you really could not individualize it and really... Right. We have. Columbus State, which is brand new this year. We do have a, a, a person in our group that's taking some um, non-credit courses at Columbus State. Mm. So it sounds like the program has really grown in six years. Yes, absolutely. And what's your what's your measuring stick for the success of the program? Um, it's twofold. The first being, do they leave us having an increased level of independence. And we know, like you said, it's very individualized. Everybody's level of independence is going to look different. And so doing, you know, baseline BSBI does help with us, though. Data at the beginning of the year. And then the second thing, um, because we are funded in part through the Bureau of Services for the Visually Impaired, Mm -hmm. we use their measurement of success, which is competitive employment um, post-completion of the program, which essentially means at least minimum wage, at least part-time. Gotcha. Um, So that is our measure of success. Previous graduates of our program are employed full-time 
We have um, one young man that just got a job. He was at Sam's Club for five years, and now he has um, he has his dream job working for the Blue Jackets, wow. doing customer service. Yes, um, okay. Giant Eagle, Walmart, uh, Pizza Hut, Kroger's, uh, Kroger's uh, or Kroger. And so, yeah, so that's that's my gauge of success. Does that student have an increased level of independence? And that doesn't always mean that they live independently. We do have some young some young people that do now live independently because mm-hmm. they gained employment and they took the proper steps. Um, well, I think part of being independent is, you know, for, for, for a long time, being independent was doing it alone, mm-hmm. right? And I think now when you think about independence is, is being able to to live in a way where you're, you're able to meet your needs, right, mm-hmm. and, and have a fulfilling high quality of life and be competitively employed. You know, that's part of it too. Um, growth in another direction, you know, we got kids from all over the state, like Alex here. Yeah. Yeah. The state, right? yeah. So are we reaching out to, to communities where the students are from? Um, in any kind of way, so you know, we we, we yeah. have students working and, and yeah. doing these extra things. We do DD services, and so what's what's nice about our program um, and the support that we have from our staff as well as um, OOD is that we bring everyone to the table for our meetings. For example, I have a, right. a phone conference with Alex's team on Thursday. Which we, will be we, not yeah. I, right? Which will be so BSVI, you and Miss Jackson, correct? Mm-hmm. And DD services. Yes. And so what we do is we say collectively, these are the skills that the student is gaining. These are areas that we are working on. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. And then we have these experts in these hometowns, because I don't know Toledo like your counselors do. What is available in your community? And so we've actually, we have those conversations all year, but they start to become more serious now. We're talking about what transportation looks like because we know that transportation can be a barrier. If you don't have a way to work, you can't work. And Alex is very fortunate to have a great support system, a great team. And so to answer your question, we um, start to have those conversations now so that, for a lack of better words, the ball is not dropped May 17th when they complete. The transition, we try and make it as smooth as possible by including all team members. Right, making those connections early. Yeah. That sounds like some great stuff. Alex, you're going to be completing the program this year? Yes, that is correct. So where do you see, where where do you want to be next year? Well, we're looking at different things, but it's kind of, to put it plain and simple, I think we're looking at more customer service based. That's yeah. kind of what it's boiled yeah. down to in the end. Based on my observations and our conversations, you really like being around people. Yeah, I do. That's, and that's your skill set. Call center was not way my thing, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people that would say that, I think. <laughs> being so stuck in a little desk I was like eh not really my thing <laughs> we have a responsibility to obviously the intern number one families OOD and the whole team that we really try as much as we can this year like you said you, at the beginning you thought you wanted to do a call center and after I was like eh, not really <laughs> so just to really give them as many experiences as possible so that they're as ready as they can be when they leave us right. in May and we do have and then even though we are gone half the day, we still do sports. We do after-school programming. Um, like, I just joined the forensics team this year, so I'm now part of that. Right. Uh, let's see what else we've done. We do a lot of different things. Yeah, we've done community service projects in the past, if that's been a student's interest. We did um, GFS Food Show, which was kind yeah. of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was um, basically just a day of eating all good food, which I think is... What's neat about it, because some people say, oh, you could just go get a job working in the grocery store. Well, if I have support, I would be probably completely lost, and I'd just be like, um, right. how do I go to get things? <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you may, you could, you could be correct there. I haven't traveled that road myself, <laughs> Alex. Um, you know, you have to, a lot of persistence and dedication and a, and a strong work ethic. And, right. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that's the, the supports are built in that, if you want this, it's going to happen. Now, you know, we talked about what the program does and how it, what, what it's geared and how it works. How much responsibility is on the student? Once I 100%. 100%? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, 100%. 
uh, maybe a little bit less. So what we do is, um, and this is the part that um, I've had to learn as a teacher, to uh, back off and really allow the students to have that success or that failure on their own. Like you said, if we um, don't book our mainstream, that's on us. they don't book their mainstream, it's really hard for me to sit back and keep my mouth shut and not fix it for them. But I ha- I've learned, um, and I had to learn pretty quickly, that if I fix it for them, then they will. I'm doing them a disservice. They will not learn how to do that on their own. And so at the beginning of an internship, they complete a minimum of three per year. Our students typically do more. But at the beginning of the internship, it's pretty much all hands on deck. It's one-on-one support. And then as they master tasks within that internship, then we back off. And if they have not mastered it, then we really have to have a conversation about the interventions that we've provided. Are they appropriate? Is this the right placement for the student? So we And we have all these conversations. And when I say we, it's the intern, myself, and staff. Right. Um, because it does the student no good if... I, I'm having these conversations one-sided because right. they need to be aware of their successes as well as their failures. Great. And we have, there's some changes going on in Coastal of staffing, so there could be a new internship that means mm-hmm. another student get More the opportunity, yeah. which is exciting. So that could be tomorrow. It might be next day. We don't know when. <laughs> yeah, so, flexibility is key in this program. Yes. The, are the internships generally a couple of months long? Kinda, Approximately three. three. Okay. Um, if they master it really quickly, obviously we'd move on. If they lose interest, that's what's really nice about our ratios is that we can tailor it to the student. And I feel like this year I've met the needs of my students best than in any. And I've been really year. happy with everything. Well, this this sounds like a, a golden opportunity. It is. And, and we hope to grow to become something different in the future because right now it's it's funded, like I said, in part by BSVI. Mm-hmm. It would be lovely and really appropriate if we could target additional students because we know um, not everybody falls within that niche. So right. are there students that do not fall in that category? Yeah. You know, Ideally, we all need additional support. We Absolutely. all need additional time. We, we so. want to do that for everybody. Yes. And, and you know, we're working working towards that um you yes know, there's talk of developing a lighthouse for the blind and oh being a partnership with that okay um and that's in the works in the future so you Great. know when, when you go that way there's there's a lot more resources mm-hmm. and uh, i think using a program like this is a is a foundation it really plants the seeds for success on a, on a grander scale appreciate the good job you guys are doing Thank you. This Thank is you. outstanding. Yeah. I can teach students, or we can teach students job skills. I cannot teach motivation. There's so always you have to come with motivation to be successful. There's always a little quote like that we have up in our classroom that says, why are we here? And you'll ask us that quite a lot. Yeah. Just to reflect on what we want to do if you don't want to be here, you said, <laughs> we don't have to be here. It's for everyone. It's not it just is. for interns. Why am I here? I right. am here because I want to be a part of your story and a part of the Right, I understand. I need that refresher as well. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mr. Kerry. We appreciate it this morning. Thank you. This has been nice. On February 20th, 2019, here at OSSB, we had a snow day. And one of the things we did on this snow day is we played a new game called Uno Day. With Uno Dare, you have a list of dares that you must do if given a draw to or a draw for And comedy ensues here at OSSB as we have Miss Philly meowing like a cat. Brianna talking like a baby. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry. Only Mr. Kelly says it. Yeah, I'm going to have to apologize. (laughs) I do not like cats. Sorry about that. (laughs) Is this yellow? Yellow. Is that picked up? Curly rock, curly rock. Can't sing it. Hurry up. Wait, yellow reverse. Oh. Oh. So much more. And honestly, I don't think anyone was even paying attention to the game. I think they were too busy laughing. <laughs> All right, um, welcome back. 
Joining us today uh, on the podcast is a special guest, Sam Seavey and his wife, Rachel. And helping them around the school today is Miss Lori Kaplan and Andre. Sam you, uh, is from Lexington, Kentucky, right? Yes. And he's come up to the school to look at the models that we talked about last month on the podcast. Uh, Sam, why don't you talk a little bit about you for a second and why you're interested in the models. And then we got some other great things to talk about, too. Sure. Should I go way back? Should I talk about... Um, <laughs> I'm visually impaired myself. Um, I actually graduated from a school for the blind in North Carolina. So I've always been really, really fond of, of schools for the blind. And so when I found out about your school and the models, I thought, yes, I got to go check it out. I am currently the uh, main on-screen talent for the YouTube channel, The Blind Life. It's my YouTube channel dedicated to living life with vision impairments. Um, definitely go check it out, youtube.com, The Blind Life. It's definitely a treasure of resources uh, Thank for you. people to look at prior to your visit. The, uh, the Blind Life channel is, is amazing. It, there's all kind of topics on there from technology to what's it like to have a blind sibling. Uh, so it just runs the gambit living as a blind person and being around blind people. So the blind life is definitely worth a, worth, worth a look. So talk more about that and, and lead into why you're here today. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, over 470-something videos on my channel. I've been doing it since 2013. Uh, as you said, I, I, I hit just about every topic I can possibly think of. If you have a question about vision impairment in some, some sort of way, I've probably made a video about it. In fact, I get asked that all the time. Well, what about this? And I say, well, here, here's my link to the video where I talked about that. And I focus primarily nowadays on assistive technology. But as I said, anytime I hear about something cool in the blind and low, and, uh, low vision world, I'm, I'm eager to check it out and and give that information out to the public. And so when I was contacted about the school and the models that you guys have and how it's a unique place, um, you guys have the largest collection, just these old original models that some are in dis disrepair, but trying to get the, the movement going to get those put back together so that they can be used and preserved forever. I just thought that was awesome, and anything I can do, selfishly I wanted to check them out myself, but anything I can do to get the word out there, you know, I'm happy to do that as well. It's kind of a special project, and I'm glad to see that uh, you, you talked to Seal Perano earlier. Yes. I'm sure. Um, they, they've started the Model Club, one of the after-school programs, in, in an effort to restore those. And, you know, we've learned last month there's people coming in from Ohio State and different places to, to help with that. 3D printing uh, is going to be used as well. Yeah, that was really to, cool. Yeah, to, to bring back some of those pieces. So how did you become motivated to educate the public about blindness and about visual impairments? Well, I it all started um, many, many years ago. <laughs> it was... Uh, I was actually working for a, a gentleman in Texas who had a uh, YouTube channel called Mobile Tech Videos, and he couldn't keep making the videos. His business was, was growing, and so he needed someone to start making the videos for him. And at this time, I was, like most visually impaired people, I was at home. I wasn't working. Um, I had a job in restaurants, and as my vision progressed, I had to kind of leave that and find something new. And so I thought, well, this is something I can do. I can, I can tailor this job to my own needs here in my house, and I can do it you know, the way that's going to work the best for me. And so I got that job, started making videos. Mobile Tech Videos 2 was the channel. That one got pretty popular. Um, did that for a couple years. But every now and then I would show a feature on um, my Android phone that was geared towards accessibility. Or I would show an app uh, like how to enlarge the font on your, your Android phone for low vision. And I got a lot of positive feedback on those videos. And so people would say, oh, you know, I'm low vision. I never knew I could do this. This is great. This is awesome. I could use my phone so much easier now. And based on that, I decided to just do a search on YouTube one day for my particular vision impairment, Stargardt's disease. Mm -hmm. And this was right around 2013. Um, and there wasn't anything. Well, there was a couple videos about the medical side. 
you know, um, and but that wasn't really what I was looking for. I was looking for the real life right. people yeah. living with it, yeah, um, functional, yeah, functional. right. And there wasn't a lot on there. It was maybe like two or three videos, literally just that many. Sure. And so I thought, well, you know what? The tech channel is kind of starting to die down. Uh, I'm looking, going to be looking for something else to do. I have all the equipment. I know how to do the videos. I've been doing them for a while now. I should start my own channel. Sure. And so that's how the blind spot started. Okay. Uh, yeah. Used I have to, heard of that one, actually. The blind spot, yeah. I have, I have. Yeah. And it was named that because of my vision impairment. I don't have any central vision, I, so I have a giant blind spot. And so it was, it was a nod to that, but it was also I wanted this to be a place on, the, on YouTube and on the Internet where people could come and learn about vision impairment. Mm-hmm. So it was the literal blind spot. Gotcha. <laughs> and I thought I was pretty, pretty clever for coming up with that name um, <laughs> at the time. And so that's where it started. And as I said, we were talking before that at the beginning, I was just whatever came into my head, I would make a video about it. Um, but I tried, I always tried to focus on the positive side. And mm-hmm. since then, over the years, I've been kind of uh, people criticized for not telling it how it is, not focusing on the negatives of vision impairment. Sure. And I tell them, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to. Right. We all live it. We know the negatives. Right. Nobody wants to turn on a, a video on YouTube and watch depressing stuff about, right. you know, stuff. Sure. So right. I want to focus on the positives and the humorous side because there are a lot of just dumb, funny things about it. Sure. So right. in, in fact, I started a whole series called Why It Sucks to Be Blind. And I focused, you know, it was like number 63, why it sucks to be blind. Uh, You know, one of them was about, in my neighborhood, I have all all these flowering pear trees. And they're gorgeous, lining the streets in the springtime, but they stink. They smell like rotten fish. (laughs) And it's purposeful, you know, they got to get the bugs to come around. But I say, say, you know, why it sucks to be blind. I can't enjoy the beauty of these trees, but I can smell them. And I can smell them more than anybody else around me probably can smell them. Yeah. At least I notice it more. That's um, right. I have another one called the low vision lottery where, you know, every day we play the low vision lottery. Um, my wife is waiting for me in, in the car outside of the grocery store, but there's other running cars there too. Am mm-hmm. I going to get into the right car? <laughs> so I have all the dice and play the low vision lottery sure. and I have uh, come up negative on that one before I've, I've gotten into the wrong car before yeah, that's, I think we've all done that yeah I figured I, I went out to get in an Uber and it was my neighbor <laughs> like um can I help you <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, we all have embarrassing little moments like that and that's one of the things as as I continue this journey with the YouTube channel and I meet more people I find out that we're all very similar we all have the same kind of experiences um, everybody is worries about what others are thinking while you're out and about. You know, you, you have those self-conscious um, feelings. Uh, using your cane, that's a big one that I, I talk about a lot on the channel, is promoting using the cane. Mm-hmm. If someone like me, I still have good usable vision, but I, I still need a cane in certain situations. Sure. And people say, well, I, I, you know, I could u- use the cane, I really should be, but I'm, you know, I'm, I feel weird about it. People stare at me. So, and I say, everybody does. We all feel that way. Right. But you have to, you know, once you realize the benefits of the cane far outweigh all those negatives, those few negatives, and right. you start to realize that it's a tool. It shouldn't be embarrassing. It's, you know, you're using it for a reason, and forget what everybody else thinks. Right, and you get through the the barrier of, of self-consciousness, yeah. right, you, you, where, you know, you kind of lose that uh, because of, of using a tool that gives you, you know, better access. So it's like, you know, using a screwdriver to take out a screw instead of a hammer. Right. You know, right? I, <laughs> exactly. I guess that's, that's an analogy off the cuff that I yeah, probably never use again. <laughs> I'm going to use it. <laughs> but, um, you know, did you have to, did you promote your channel or did it spread? I mean, you're up to over 12,000 subscribers mm-hmm. right now. Was it just word of mouth kind of a thing or? Well, it, it, it was, and a lot of people think, um, and I, I, I talk to a lot of people about getting into YouTube, and I, I tell them it's a very slow process at first. You're going to, I was, what do we say, we figured out the, uh, earlier today that I was, I think, three years in before I hit 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. And in the last two years, I'm on 12,000 now. Yeah. So it's exponential growth. The longer you're on, the more um, visibility you have, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you... <laughs> You, Spot on with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get more more 
people noticing you. But I, I am on Facebook. I, I, I share my, my videos through links on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I'm, I try to be good about that, although I'm really terrible about it. Um, so first-time visitor to your channel, do you have a favorite that you like to recommend? It start here, um, or is it just pick what you're interested in and... Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't have a favorite. Um, I have playlists. So if you're looking for CCTVs, I've got a whole playlist of CCTV reviews and, and videos about that. If you're looking for um, wearable devices, OrCam, New Eyes, um, Iris Vision, Cyber Eyes, I've got videos on all of those, and it's all going to be in that playlist. Um, if you're looking for tips and tricks. If you're looking for why it sucks to be blind videos, yeah, I've got a whole gotcha. playlist for that. Uh, it's very organized and it's very screen reader accessible as well. Yeah, and, and now that's, of course, that's just up to YouTube. You know, right. it's as, as accessible as YouTube's um, app is or their, right. their website. And I've, I've made videos about that, how to, how to navigate YouTube using voiceover and things like that. And so there's some frustrations, of course. Sure. Some things just say button, 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 and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked at it with voiceover yet. I, I looked at it with uh, yeah. JAWS. And- Hopefully JAWS will navigate the descriptions better because voiceover is terrible about it'll, – it'll tell you the links, but it doesn't give you any context. You know, it'll, sure. it'll read the link out, but it doesn't say right before that where it says Facebook link. Okay. You know, so you have right. to use a little bit of deductive reasoning. Sure, um, sure. But maybe you know, someday. Logistically, uh, what what has to happen to put these videos together? I mean, is is it as simple as using your phone or and just pointing and talking, or or is it a pretty involved process? It can be any or all of the above. It can be whatever you make it. And I've done presentations where I, where I talk about getting started in YouTube and getting started with vision impairment. I've got a video on it, in fact, uh, as I said. Um, it can be as simple as using your phone, sitting in front of a window with some nice light, and just recording. Um, the most important thing is the subject, the story, of course. Now, if you want to get more technical and more fancy, you can get a nice camera, you can get lighting, you can get a microphone. Um, Lighting and audio are vastly more important than the camera. Um, If you have good lighting, even a a terrible camera can be a good camera. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. I was teaching an online class, and it was a a webinar, a video webinar, and uh, I was in my apartment, and the lights were off. (laughs) And they're like, we can't see you. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, well, the camera says it's working, you know. <laughs> it's another blind moment there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can see how lighting would be very important. So once we turned the lights on, it was great. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh. Great. My office at that time had no windows, you know. Oh, yeah. So there, was, there, was, there wasn't any natural lighting. So they just saw the glow of the computer screen on your face. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Much, well, yeah, it was, I was just using the little laptop, you know, the camera on the top of the screen. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I doubt there was even that. It was probably just, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that is great stuff. And we certainly, um, or, you know, you're probably going to get a few more subscribers off of this. I hope I'm going to put the link in the show notes oh, that'd be awesome. um, so that we can spread the word and, and get, get people more involved in that. Now, um, on an aside, kind of paralleling this, you're, you're doing some AT work, training people uh, using assistive technology. Yes. And down in, down in Lexington Way there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Central Kentucky, uh, home of the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Okay, <laughs> go, go Cats. Go, go Cats. Although I'm not really a big fan. Now, the football, <laughs> well, their, their football team has done better this year yeah, yeah. than they have in, in forever. Everybody so. everybody drools over the basketball, yeah. and yeah. I because of – you know, my vision impairment, I can't keep, keep track of the ball. So I've never gotten into basketball yeah. or hockey or soccer or any of those. Uh, but football, love football. And, yeah, we did pretty well this year, you know, um, better than than probably expected. I'd love to do do better next year, yeah. but, you know. Well, they, they made it, you know, uh, you know, and played with Penn State, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and beat them, I think. I believe so. Yeah. I work for a nonprofit there in Lexington. It's called the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. We are a uh, nonprofit for the visually impaired. Um, 75% of our employees are visually impaired. 51% of our board is visually impaired. Okay. Uh, and I am in charge of the assistive technology um, program there. We have two programs, a peer support program and an AT program. Um, so, I, yeah, I spend all my time training on computers and, and um, mobile devices, 
We primarily work with low vision. We don't have a, to- a lot of um, people who are completely blind. But it's, and it's a lot of people losing vision later in life. Sure. Uh, yeah. A lot of macular That's, degeneration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of diabetic retinopathy there in Kentucky. We lead the, lead the nation in, in diabetes. Yay. We're wow. number one. Wow. Right? That's not, a, yeah. <laughs> That's not a good thing. I know. <laughs> I, I try and put a nice spin on, well, at least we're number one, right? <laughs> of something, I guess. But no, it's not the one you want. But yeah, so, uh, and then it's a, it's a great little, um, a little office. Uh, we are pretty much the only ones in definitely in central Kentucky maybe even in Kentucky very unique in the services we provide we don't sell anything we uh, we don't purchase anything for for people we have a, a loan program and a distribution program so if somebody needs a CCTV and can't afford one we can we can do our best to get one for them um, at the very least let them borrow one for a couple months um, right. you know while they look for one for themselves but yeah, like, so they have a way you know, to get yeah. online and, and look at your YouTube channel to, <laughs> exactly. to learn more yeah. um, about that. Uh, you know, it, haven't delved into the, the to the your channel extensively yet. Um, oh, do you, you for do, that. Well, no, I will get I will get there. I will get there because I'm a subscriber now myself. Good, uh, well, thank you. Uh, but uh, do you do a lot of of you know guest videos or kind of a thing? Or, Mm-hmm. When I when I have the opportunity, um, I've done some some Skype uh, interviews with some other pretty prominent YouTube um, visually impaired YouTube um, talents, celebrities, I guess, or uh, influencers. I think is what they're calling us now. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> and I've done. Um, we have a gentleman who actually works in Lexington. He's a, uh, a therapist, counselor, and um, he's visually impaired. I did an interview with him. That was really really cool. He's in the perfect profession for that because they're supposed to be good listeners and I don't there's no one else that's a better listener than than the visually impaired sure you got that uh so he can really you know he doesn't have any of the um you know even though people don't want to we we do um on the spot judgment of people when uh, based on appearance you know and things like that and so when you take that out you can really just listen to the person right. and, and, and who they are, and so that helps in his job. Um, voice. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> right. I just went up to New York in October, and I did a, a meeting with two blind brothers. Yeah. Um, who had just their bought a couple T-shirts from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. watch that title. I, I, I did see that one on there uh, earlier today. Yeah. Um, great guys. Um, the Manning brothers up there. They uh, they have. If anybody doesn't know, they have a clothing company that. 100% of the, the proceeds go towards um, finding a cure for blindness. And uh, I think one of the brothers is on the board for the Foundation Fighting Blindness. I could be okay. wrong on that. Okay. But um, great guys. Uh, had, a, had a great time. I took my sister up there because the, the, the brothers have Stargarts, and my sister and I have Stargarts. So I thought right. it was a, a perfect yeah. little meeting for us. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Well, we, we, you know, we're, we're definitely looking forward to all the great things that you have to come and, and going back through the archives and seeing what you've already done. Yeah, got uh, a lot of videos. And, and, we're very, and, and we are very excited that, that you took the opportunity to, to come visit us and, uh, and take a look at the, at the program for, for the models uh, and promoting that, um, you know, and, and helping us uh, keep that going. Uh, yeah. Because that, I think that when you get an opportunity to look at some of these historic things that we have in, in a three-dimensional uh, concept, uh, there's there's no really no substitution for that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so being able to bring those back and restore them is uh, it's definitely a great thing. And, and, uh, and we just want to thank you for your efforts, uh, your involvement in helping make that happen. Yeah, it was my pleasure. As, as soon as I heard about it, like I said, I, I definitely wanted to check it out. And it we were up here for uh, for another event, and it worked out perfectly that we could just stop by. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Like I said, just as a teaching tool, um, because you know, well, we were we were, I was feeling on um, Mount Vesuvius, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just saying, like I've seen pictures of it, I've seen it, I've probably seen a model somewhere, but I didn't realize just all the little um, intricate detail of the crater. How it has different le- uh, layers in there, mm-hmm. uh, different uh-huh. craters within craters, hmm. and that's things that you wouldn't know unless you, for a visually impaired person, wouldn't know unless they were getting on there hands-on and feeling it. So, right, I think it's a great cause to get these things all back to uh, the best shape possible and and let people see them. Great, 
let people feel them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I think this is a great thing what you guys are doing with the podcast. So I'm looking forward to going back and listening to your old shows too. Oh, thank and, you so and much. And hearing the ones in the future. All right. And I'll, I'll put a link to it on my channel as well. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. This is, this is networking. Networking is <laughs> at its best. That's what it's all about. All right. We just want to thank you and uh, your wife, Rachel, and Miss Kaplan for stopping in the studio today, um, which is the studio with meaning my classroom <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Not to give anybody any, any you know, misconceptions about, yeah, we've got a great recording studio here at OSSB, but we're working on that. So, uh uh, thank you guys so very much, and we look forward to uh, uh, working together in the future and just, just having fun. Yes. Right? Having fun from a blindness perspective. That's right. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Julia, and this is the activity calendar for March. March 1st is Dr. Seuss Day, as well as the day of the Ohio Braille Challenge. March 5th is the Chocolate Fair. March 6th is the Little NC Pep Rally. March 7th is the Little NC Meet at Indiana. March 8th is the Little NC Celebration Lunch. March 21st is the Senior Dinner at 6 p.m. March 22nd is the Elementary Field Trip to the Circus. English Language Arts Testing will be done from March 25th through April 26th. And Spring Break is from March 25th through the 29th. Thank you so much, Joya. We hope that you enjoyed this month's podcast. We're going to close it out now with some sound clips from the retirement celebration that we held for Mr. Northrop in the gymnasium. We'll see you guys next month. I want to talk to this group. I know Mr. Ramsey is going to open it up. I won't while we're waiting on him. We got it. So everybody knows. Did everybody enjoy their pick today? Mr. Northrup got a great bon voyage in the retirement today. We threw him a little celebration in the gymnasium on February 28th. Mr. Guy would like to say hello to everyone on the podcast. He came back for this. Hello, everybody on the podcast. This is here. Mr. Ramsey and Mrs. Swartout got us started off today. This gift is from me and the graphics department. We made him a t-shirt and we put we made some popcorn and there's a payday and a mountain dew in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday, triple payday, 18 holes by noon, matinee club membership, and OSSB already misses me. <laughs> this is a bouquet of paydays from Mrs. B's class, Ms. Bollinger's class, and from Mrs. B's class. Uh, because every time we see Mr. Northam in the hallway, it's like so many days to payday, <laughs> so many days yep. to the
Mr. Northrup did inform us that this interview mostly entailed of uh, Mr. Rob Mills talking and Mr. Northrup listening. <laughs> Rob did say, well, if you want the job, it's yours. And we are so thankful that he said yes. Mr. Northrup and I go back 20 years. My entire career has been spent with Mr. Northrup. Ms. Swart and I were trying to gather how can we best say thank you from all of us and so we figured the best way we could do that was with this gift that we have to give you that Ms. Swartout's giving. And this is a scrapbook of, of memories, pictures, photos, good thoughts, retirement wishes that we have been working on for about a month to give him and just kind of to collect everyone's thoughts to say how much we love you and we'll miss you and we are so excited for your next adventure in life. It's been a terrific working with the two of you in our O&M department. And, um, you know, I've had a chance to talk with, with some of you today. And, you know, I, I've really been blessed. I've had a wonderful career here. And uh, everybody here through the years has always been uh, really, really terrific to work with. Every day has been... Uh, it's been fun to come into work. I'm going to miss everybody and, um, you know, taking you students out, doing some work. I, I want to say thanks to everybody here. It's been really, really great. And, and thank you to all you students. You know, it, it's really been uh, great working with you. And once again, we are dedicating this podcast of February 2019 to you, Mr. Northrup. Thank you for all of your dedication and hard work. And as Mr. Northwood left the building today, the students and staff lined the corridor that connects the original and the new building and gave him the big clap out. Thank you so much, Mr. Northrup.